yesterday while I was praying for the service, something that the Lord told me is, today is a Kairos moment. A Kairos, Kairos means special, unique moment. How many times are you born? Once. It's a Kairos moment. That's why we celebrate birthdays. Why? Because we want to celebrate that special moment, Kairos moment. Today is a Kairos moment. I'm saying mark it in your calendar today, August 27, 2023. It's a Kairos moment. The Holy Spirit will speak to you, custom, tailor-made for your life that will change, that will change your life's direction. For some of you, I feel in my spirit, it's going to be an upgrade. It's going to be a serious upgrade. Amen? From a two-star to five-star. Serious upgrade. Amen? Do you believe it? Yes. Awesome. Excited? Yes. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting. Awesome. Yes. So, what's the formula for supernatural? What's the formula for supernatural? Two things. The Spirit of God and the Word of God. Spirit of God and the Word of God. So you see in Genesis chapter 1, the Spirit of God was hovering over the earth. The earth was void. The earth was empty. The earth was formless. The earth was dark. But the Spirit of the Lord was hovering. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. So when the Spirit of God hovers with the combination of the spoken word of God, supernatural happens. It's very simple. Supernatural happens. Did you know that you are made from the same elements of the supernatural? What do you need for the supernatural? You need the Spirit of God and you need the Word of God. And you are made from those same elements. 1 Peter 1 verse 23 says that you are born of the imperishable seed, which is the living and abiding word of God. You are supernaturally recreated. You are a supernatural being. That's why supernatural has to be normal for us. It is the new natural. So turn to somebody and say, hey, supernatural is a new natural for you. See, see, guys, I'm telling you, if you are working in corporates and, you know, just to get yearly promotion and yearly bonus and 20% increment, it's natural. You are called to be a supernatural being. A supernatural being doesn't grow naturally. A supernatural being grows supernaturally. Supernaturally. Ephesians 1 verse 13 says that you have been sealed with the seal of the... Holy Spirit. So the day you accepted Jesus, two things happened. One, you were born of God's word. Second, you were sealed with the spirit of the Holy Spirit. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit. That means you were recreated by the same supernatural elements, the spirit and the word. When Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he said, unless you're not born of the water, you're not born of the spirit, you cannot see the kingdom. What is born of the water? Born of the water means born of God's word. The water is reflecting God's word. So if you are born of God's word, and if you are born of his spirit, you can see the kingdom. 
can see the kingdom. You're supernatural being. Supernatural being, you're supernaturally recreated. Amen? You should have no doubt about this. If you have believed in the gospel, you're a supernatural being. Oh, pastor, I don't feel it. You don't have to feel it. You don't have to feel it. Do you, do you know something? Spirit cannot be felt. See, your body can be touched, right? You can see, you can hear. Your emotions can be felt. Spirit is only influenced by God's word. So you can't, you, you can't just close your eyes, go into that, you know, that meditation of, you know, yogic meditation, try to feel your spirit. You are never going to feel your spirit. It's only the word. It's only the word that can, that can, you know, activate that spirit. That can stir up your spirit. So you don't have to feel it. You just have to believe it. Believe it. Believe it. How did you receive Jesus? Did you pray for 40 days? Did you? Nothing. We just believed. Just believe. Believe. The day you believe in Jesus, you are supernaturally recreated. You don't have to be supernaturally recreated every Sunday. It's done once. How many times were you born? Were you born every, every birthdays? Were you born again? No, you were just born once. You just come out of the mother's womb once, just like that. You are once supernaturally born again. It's enough. It's done. It's taken care of. It cannot be undone. Can it be undone? What the Lord has done, can you undo it? Can the devil undo it? So it's done. It's done once and for all. It's a done deal. So you are supernaturally recreated. You are supernaturally born. You are a supernatural being. Good message. Mm. Come on, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. But God, are you with me, guys? Do you have your Bibles? Have you opened the Bibles? Or you can watch it on the TV, okay? Ephesians chapter 2. But God, being rich in anger, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses. When did God love you? When we were dead. When you were sinners, God loved you. Romans 5 verse 8 says, even when you were his enemies, God loved you. God's love was there even before you received Jesus. You know, I used to think, it's the day I received Jesus that I became lovable for the Father. Father's eyes suddenly opened. Oh, here's my son. Let me love him. God loved you first. God loved us first. When did he love us? When we were dead in our sins. When we were sinners. When we were enemies. When we hated him. God loved us. And see what it says. He made us alive together with Christ. How many of you believe that Christ is raised from the dead? Wow. This is a church. Wow. Oh, guys, uh, 
you know, there was a man named Jesus <laughs> who, who became, who was the word who became flesh and he died on the cross. But three days later, he was raised to life. That's the gospel. <laughs> the Bible says when Jesus became alive, you became alive together with him. It's, it's not something that is going to happen. It is something that has already happened. I am telling you things. Oh, my friends, I am telling you things that has already happened. <laughs> you were made alive together with Christ. And then he says, by grace you have been saved, raised us up with him, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So Jesus died, all of us died with Jesus. When Jesus rose again, all of us rose again with him. God did not just make you alive. He made you sit with Jesus far above all power, all authorities, all names, all dominions. Where is, he, where is Jesus seated? At the right hand of God. Can I tell you where are you seated? You are seated with Jesus at the right hand of God right now. Right now. You don't have to wait to die to be seated at the right hand of God. You are seated right now. That is your spiritual position right now. So you are supernaturally recreated. You are supernaturally repositioned. God has transplanted you from a lower realm in the highest realm, you are seated with Jesus at the right hand of God today, right now. Right now. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Next, Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places amen supernaturally recreated supernaturally repositioned you are supernaturally blessed you are already blessed with every spiritual blessing. The same account. See, Jesus has an account, a heavenly account in heaven's bank. Jesus has a heavenly account. You have the same account. You are a co-signer in Jesus' account. You are the co-heirs of what Jesus carries. So what Jesus has, you have exactly the same thing. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing, not half, not 10%. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing. That's why supernatural has to be normal. It has to be normal. You're supernaturally recreated, you're supernaturally repositioned, and you're supernaturally blessed. It has to be normal. It's not something that you need to struggle with. That's how 
life has to be for every child of God. Amen. It's not to live just a good life. It's not to live a better life. It's not to live just a life of morality. It's to live the supernatural life of Christ who is living in you. Amen. You know, Christ, John, John chapter 10 verse 10 says, Jesus said, I came to give you life and life abundant. How did Jesus give his life, life abundant? When we received Jesus, Jesus became our life. We received his abundant life. Amen. This is just an illustration. When I married Betty, all the inheritance that she had, it became mine. Just like that. Because now we are one. You and Jesus are one. Amen. He made you alive together. You, he made you sit with Jesus together. You are one with Jesus. In union, you are one. That's why what all Jesus has is yours. Everything that Jesus has is yours. Now, just imagine with me. You are working in a bank. Okay? And a lot of people have different bank accounts. Now, you notice one person, let's say a lady. A lady comes into the bank every day. She is panicking, she is anxious, and you know, Hindi mein wo ek shabd hai, half te, half te aati hai. She's panting, she's panting, she comes into the bank. And you, as a bank employee, you are worried, you are wondering, you know, how can you help this lady because she seems all worked up. And all the lady wants is a 500 rupees to be withdrawn from her account. So you tell her this is a procedure, you know, you take the check leave, you sign over here and you write it down. If the money is there in your account, you will get it. Now you want to see why, you know, how much money this lady has. So you open the account and you see this lady has huge sums of money. So just for example, she has thousand crores and over here, she is panicking to withdraw 500 rupees. I don't know if the check will bounce or not. I don't know if this will work or not. She's panicking. Now you as a bank employee, what will you feel? Will you feel amused? My goodness. This lady needs a revelation. She, she needs a revelation. Madam, look at this. Your account has thousands of crores of rupees. Why are you panicking for 500 rupees? Just withdraw how much ever you need. Just imagine you are that lady because you are. <laughs> you are. The moment you get out of this church, when Monday begins, you... You send memes to everybody saying Monday blues, way to cover your pain, hate corporate, somehow wish Friday comes and then you're excited again. Man, that's not the life that God has blessed you with. The same account that opens up for you on Sunday 
is available for you Monday to Friday too. Unlimited supply. Unlimited supply. So when you're cutting that check, don't panic, don't be worried, don't think if it will bounce or not, it has to work through. It has to work through. It has to. See, here's the thing. I told you, you are a supernatural being. Why? Because you're made of the same elements which requires a supernatural work. You're made of God's spirit, you're made of God's word, right? But a, for a supernatural activity to happen, there needs to be an action. The problem is that. You don't take the required action for the supernatural activity to take place, but you just whine and complain. promotion <laughs> I'm not getting the promotion. For supernatural activity to happen, a supernatural action needs to take place. Are you made of God's spirit? I can't hear it. Are you made of God's spirit? Are you made of his word? Now a supernatural action needs to take place. Meaning, just by buying the car and you keep it in the garage and you wait for it to start, it's not going to start. You have to sit in the car and turn on the ignition for it to start and then you have to drive the car. Just by buying the car doesn't guarantee that the car will take you to your destination. You have to drive the car. So you have received the spirit, you are born of God's word, now you need to put it into action. Now, Genesis chapter 1, the Spirit of God was hovering. It was, the Spirit of God was not just there. Mm, I'll see what you do. What was the Spirit of God doing? Hovering. So one thing that you need to do with your spirit, which you're born of, is to stir up your spirit. Stir it up. Stir it up so that what is lying underneath will come up. Stir it up. So what do you do with the spirit? You stir up the spirit. What do you do with the word? You speak it out. It did not happen unless God said, let there be light. So God had to speak. You speak the word. You speak God's word. So you are created of God's word. You are created through his spirit. But unless you don't act, you don't bring that supernatural elements into action, you are not going to see supernatural activity. It's going to be there. It's always going to be there. It's going to lie dormant if you don't do anything about it. I can have this wonderful phone, but if I don't use it, it's still going to just be there. It's just going to lie there. I have to use it to experience the benefits of it. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? What do you do with the spirit? Stir it up. What do you do with God's word? Speak it out. How do you stir up the spirit? Through prayer. How do you, how do you speak God's word? You meditate on it and speak God's word. Open your mouth and speak. The Holy Spirit will not come into your house and be like, bowl, beta, bowl, bowl, bowl. He'll not do that. You have to speak. You have to speak. Amen? A Christian life needs to be a balance of prayer and word. Prayer and word. Why? Because you're created of his spirit and you're created of his word. You pray so that you can receive the word that needs to be spoken. You release the word. You stay on the word so that you know what, what is the right prayer that you need to pray for the season. You need both. You need both. You need both. 
you can't just be a praying christian and you can't just be a reading christian you need both you need prayer and word so once you once you stir up the spirit and you start speaking god's word supernatural becomes natural supernatural activity begins to happen just like that just like that just like that freely without without any much effort it just happens effortlessly amen did you ever see in the gospels when jesus was praying for the sick he was like oh i speak healing in the name of jesus and then opening one opening one of his eyes and to see if the healing worked or not it was effortless it was effortless it you can have the same lifestyle stir up the spirit speak god's word stir up the spirit speak god's word amen now i i want to tell you the devil is defeated he's not just defeated he is destroyed hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 says that the enemy has been destroyed so the enemy oh man the enemy has been destroyed hallelujah the devil is destroyed okay but here's something you don't have to be afraid of him but you just need to be aware of his tactics be aware of his let me read your verse second corinthians second corinthians chapter 2 verse 11 so that we would not be outwitted by satan for we are not ignorant of his designs if you don't want to be outwitted by the devil you need to know his schemes every insurance policy has their schemes you know they have they have schemes limited schemes can i tell you something devil is not that smart guys he has limited schemes gine chune char schemes hai guys wo pakad lo devil ko hara doge he has couple of schemes in his hands if you understand that his tactics if you understand the the way he functions you can beat him every time every time you know when i was growing up somebody told me you know the devil has lived longer than you so he knows how to deal with you i'm telling you i have lived longer than him you know why because i was chosen before the foundation of the earth forget me god has lived longer than him the spirit of god is in me i don't operate in the wisdom of solomon i operate in the wisdom of jesus so let no one tell you that the devil is smarter he has couple of tactics if you can if you can understand his tactics tactics you will always win against the devil always always amen you don't have to be afraid he is defeated he is destroyed say with me he is destroyed he has no power no power the mosquito has more power that's why be scared of the mosquito because he can bite you the devil has no power no power absolutely no power but you need to be careful of his deception the only thing that he can do is deceive you that's it the only thing he can do is deceive you now let me tell you a story the israelites were coming from egypt and they were moving into the promised land blessed nation anybody who came against them were defeated so there was this king a king of moab his name is balak and king king how do you pronounce it king balak 
let's say King Balak, king of Moab, he saw these Israelites winning every battle. And he saw that the Lord was with them, so he was scared. He knew that his army was, mm, was not enough. So what he did was he called a prophet. There was a well-known prophet. His name is Balaam. He called prophet Balaam and he said, hey, I'll give you all the silver and gold that I have. Just curse them. Just curse them. So Balaam, seeing the money, he was greedy. So he went up to a mountain to see the camp of the Israelites to curse them. But just before he goes up to the mountain, the angel of the Lord stops him and says, you dare, you dare not do that. Just speak the words that I speak through you. So the moment Balaam goes to the mountain and everybody of Moab, the chief elders are waiting for Balaam to curse. And Balaam, the moment he opens his mouth, he, can, he cannot speak any word of curse. He is only speaking blessing. Blessed are you. You shall be blessed. Why? Because of the spirit of God that is speaking through him. He says, what the Lord has blessed, I cannot revoke. In fact, oh, let me show you this verse. I love this verse. Come on. Turn your Bibles. Numbers 23, verse 20. Numbers 23, verse 20. Behold, this is Balak. He's saying, behold, I received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot revoke it. The devil cannot revoke what the Lord has blessed. Christians are more afraid of curses. But I'm saying you should be more confident of the blessing that is upon your life. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. <laughs> You're blessed. So Balaam, he's not able to curse. So Balak, what he does is, okay, let me change your geography. Maybe let's go to another mountain and probably there you can curse. He takes him to another mountain. Over there also Balaam fails to curse. This happens three times. Three times he tells Balaam to curse, but Balaam is not able to curse. Instead, he's blessing, blessing the Israelites again and again. So much that this king gets tired and he's like, forgive me. Don't curse them. Don't bless them. You just leave. Don't do anything. Just leave. What the Lord has blessed, no one can curse. No one can curse. But here's an important lesson that I want you to learn. Straight after this incident, the next chapter talks about Israelites having sexual relationships with the Moabites. Straight after this chapter. Let me show you that verse. Numbers chapter 25. Numbers chapter 25. Verse 1. While Israel lived in Shittim, the people began to whore with the daughters of Moab. Verse 2. These invited the people to the sacrifices of their gods. And the people ate and bowed down to their gods. Next verse. So Israel yoked himself to Baal of Peor and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. Verse 9. Nevertheless, 
those who died by the plague were 24,000. See, the enemy came to curse, nothing happened. Why? Because what the Lord has blessed, no one can revoke it. Now you see, the Israelites, they are, they are indulging in sexual immoral activities. And because of that, now they are doing idol worship. They are doing all the things that they are not supposed to do. What happened? Can I tell you something? The devil cannot touch you. But he can deceive you into setting your mind on unnecessary things that you will reposition yourself from that high place into a lower realm. Again, where is your spirit? You're seated at the right hand of God. So the devil cannot do anything. But he can influence your mind so that your mind will not be on the things of God. But when your mind is on the things of the world, you will experience, you'll be deceived and you will feel powerless and defeated. Do you know who gave the idea to the Moabites to seduce the Israelites? Revelations 2.14 says it was prophet Balaam because he was so greedy. He told King Balak, I can't do anything to them because what the Lord has blessed them, I can't, I can't do anything. But if you can take them out, if you can take them out of the covenant, if you can distract their minds, then they'll be open to the curses. So what did King Balak say? He told his women, go seduce them. The enemy that comes into your life is not there to inconvenience you. He is coming to destroy your destiny. That's why, that's why it's so important, it's so important that you don't leave your position. It's so important. It was Prophet Balaam who convinced King Bala. And what happened? Because Israelites, they moved out self. They, they moved outside the covenant of God that they had. They were protected in the covenant of God. They themselves moved outside the covenant of God. And they started indulging in these things that they were vulnerable to curses. 24,000 people died. As long as you stay in the covenant, you will always be protected. Always. Nothing can harm you. And I'm telling you, the devil's deception is so that you will pull yourself outside the covenant. He can't, he can't pull you out. He can't pull you out. He has no power. He cannot do anything to push you or to pull you. But if he can deceive you to get out of the covenant, get out of knowing that God does not love you, get out of knowing that God's grace is not enough for you, get out of knowing that his mercy is not working for you, then what happens is you become vulnerable to his tactics. That's his tactics. His four tactics I'll give you. Four tactics. Very simple. Fear. Shame, guilt, condemnation. Fear, shame, guilt, condemnation. What happens? What happens when you're afraid? What happens when you're ashamed? What happens when guilt strikes you or condemnation strikes you? You begin to disqualify yourself from God's grace. You begin to disqualify yourself. 
Oh yeah, maybe God does not love me. I don't know. I don't know if his grace is enough for me. I don't know if his power will work through. See, the devil wants to disqualify you from God's grace. He wants to disqualify you. That's the only way how he can work against you. So don't get disqualified because here's my good news. Here's the good news that I want to give you. The very things that he brings to your notice to disqualify you are the very things that qualifies you for God's love. What does he bring? He brings sin. Hey Sam, you've sinned. You have such a habitual issue. Why is, he, why is he reminding me that? So that I will be disqualified from God's grace, thinking maybe God does not love me. But that is exactly the same reason that has qualified me for God's grace over my life. The blood of Jesus did not come over my life because I was holy. The blood of Jesus came upon my life because I was a sinner. I was his enemy and I did not deserve it. But God's grace came upon my life. Ephesians 1 verse 7 says, His blood purchased our redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. Can I tell you something? Whatever the devil is trying to disqualify you from are the same exact things that qualifies you for God's immeasurable grace upon your life. So don't let him bully you. Don't let him bully you. Colossians 1 verse 12, Giving thanks to God the Father, who has qualified us in the spiritual inheritance with his saints. God has qualified you. You did not qualify yourself. That's the good news, my friends. Because you qualified yourself, you would disqualify yourself tomorrow. But since God qualified you, you cannot disqualify yourself. Amen? Don't let the devil disqualify you. Don't let the devil use fear, shame, guilt, and condemnation to disqualify you. Use the very things that he says, use that as your qualification to be blessed by God. Yes, I have anger issues. Yes, I have these issues. Yes, I have this sickness. This is exactly why God showed his grace upon my life. Romans 8 verse 1 says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, the last was verse 39 says, now there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. You are sandwiched between no condemnation and no separation. This is your life. No condemnation and no separation. That's your reality. That's why he says in Colossians 3 verse 2, set your mind on things of above because the devil wants to pull you down. He wants to keep your eyes on these issues that will give you shame, that will make you afraid, that will give condemnation in your life. That's why the Paul says, set your mind on things of above. Above. I'm qualified by God. I'm qualified to preach the gospel. Nothing of, uh, or nothing of that I have done. Oh my goodness. I'm, by worldly standards, I am such an unqualified person. But he qualified me. He qualified me. He qualified you. He qualified you. Don't let the devil disqualify you. Amen? Whenever you feel that, plead the blood. When you feel disqualified, call on the name of Jesus and plead the blood of Jesus. I stand 
in the confidence that I have put on this blood. The blood of Jesus cleanses me. The blood of Jesus has made me whole. The blood of Jesus sanctifies me. I believe in the power of his blood than what I have done. Amen. Do you know that the blood of Jesus is more powerful than the deadliest sin that you have ever done in your whole life? <laughs> the blood of Jesus is more powerful. So put your confidence in his blood. Put your confidence in what Jesus has done. Oh, I feel, I feel sad today. I feel discouraged today. I, I wanted to pray, but it's, it's not happening. Exactly. The very same reasons that is disqualifying you are the same reasons that is qualifying you for God's grace today. Amen. You want to pray? Ask God for God's grace. Ask for his grace. Lord, I want to pray. You want to wake up in the morning and pray? Ask him for his grace. For anything that you need to do for him, you need grace. You cannot do it without his grace. You cannot pray without his grace. I can tell you that for sure. I can tell you that. But when grace comes into your life, you wake up at 10.30 automatically and you want to pray. It's automatic. It's effortless. Christian life is effortless, my friends. It is effortless because you are not the one who is living it. Christ in you who is living it. It is effortless. Amen? So, the supernatural elements that you have within you, what are they? Spirit of God, Word of God. Stir it up, speak God's Word. Stir it up, speak God's Word. Simple. That's right. In our family, we every day... Without fail, every day in our family, we try to spend time in God's word, declaration, speaking God's word, meditating on God's word, communion. What's the other thing that we do? Praise. Every day. You know why? Because the devil has been defeated. He's been defeated. It's done. It's effortless living. The moment we, we finish that morning ritual of a sort, then we go into our day, it's victorious. Everything that we do is victorious. Every door is open, automatic. Open, open. Effortless living. Effortless living. Amen. Don't be afraid of the devil, guys. Don't be afraid. Don't let him disqualify you. Don't let him disqualify you. Amen. Rejoice. Let me see if I missed anything. Oh, I missed one thing. This is good. That's why I want to give you. Hebrews 4, 11. Hebrews 4, 11. What does it say? Let us therefore strive to enter that rest. Let us enter, let us therefore strive to enter that rest. Now, the word strive, I want you to remove that and replace it with let us make haste. Let us make haste. You know why you don't need to strive? Because you're already seated with Jesus, so you don't need to strive. It has to be effortless. But what the author is saying is, snap into rest. It's okay if you feel discouraged. It's okay if you feel disappointed. It's okay if you feel this and that. But snap into rest. 
Snap into it. Snap into it. Get yourself out of that discouragement. Snap, snap into rest. Snap yourself into thinking, God is good. I count it all joy. Snap into it. You know, once, I, I used to lead worship a couple of years ago. And once, just before I was getting on stage, the devil was trying to condemn me. You know, you're a sinner. You're such a pathetic person. You're going to lead worship. You know, he just kept saying things. So I just closed my eyes and said, God, I know that you are good. I know that you love me. And instantly, I felt his love. Instantly. That day, the word that I received from the Lord was his, inst his intimacy towards us does not take time. It's instant. Instant intimacy. Say with me, instant intimacy. See, when I fight with my wife, okay, we don't fight, but I'm just saying, when I fight with my wife, I take a long time to get intimate with her. Why? Because I want to show who the boss is. That's not how God is. God is better. Instant intimacy. The moment you acknowledge his love, you will experience his love. Suddenly, like a mighty rushing wind. Suddenly, instant intimacy. See, he takes time to let you be. He gets grieved. The Holy Spirit gets grieved. Don't, don't get me wrong. The Holy Spirit gets grieved. But he takes time. He, he grieves slowly, but he comes instantly. Intimacy. Intimacy is instant. So what was I talking about? Yeah. Snap into rest. You don't have to make a lot of efforts to get into that place of rest. You're already seated. Just snap into it. Just tell your mind, God is good. Done. Snap into rest. I'm rested. God is good. I praise him. Put on a praise music and you are good. You're so good. Amen. Can I tell you something? I'm, I'm telling you from the bottom of my heart. These things that you do in secret, God will reward you. Not to show anybody. And when, when the rooms are closed, when the doors are closed, and when you start praising God, oh man, heaven opens up like any other day. Amen? So don't let the devil disqualify you. Don't let him disqualify you. That's why build a habit. Build a habit to stay in that reality. Stay in the reality that you're born of God, you're born of His Spirit. Stay in the reality that you're seated with Him. Stay in the reality that you are blessed by every spiritual blessing. How do you do that? Read God's Word. Spend some time in prayer. Worship God. Take communion. And talk to your fellow church members. Fellowship. Just talk to them. Iron sharpens iron, you know? Iron sharpens iron. So when you are discouraged, somebody who's high, he can... They can impart some energy into your life. Amen? Did that bless you guys? Stir it up. Stir it up. Amen? Nothing, nothing will be impossible. I'm not saying nothing will be impossible for God. Nothing will be impossible for you because God is with you. Amen? Nothing. Amen? So what are the challenges that you're facing today? Are you facing any challenges? Are you facing any challenges this week? Are you facing any challenges this year or this decade? You might want to get married. Well, yeah. You might want to have <laughs> you might want to have children. Or you want to get promoted. Or you want to change your career. Or you want to get into ministry. Whatever those challenges are. Can I tell you something? God has done it before the foundation of the earth. The psalmist says, unless the Lord builds the house, 
the work of the laborer is in so that means the career that you're doing is something that the lord has already done it he's done it he's done it the ministry that you're going to start the lord has already done it we can only do what the lord has done we can only do what the lord has so it's done amen the match is fixed my friends match is fixed so you play as if every ball is a free hit every ball is a free hit so play play freely amen 